The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Good evening, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and the name of our program every Wednesday from 67 is called From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches, yes, indeed. We're speaking about things I've been seeing out here for quite some time. And I focus on the group that I belong to, American-born blacks, or ADOS, as I refer myself to as American Center of Slaves. Again, I disparage no group. I'm not against no group. have no axe to grind against no group. The reason why I, t- I prefer to focus on my group is because we now, according to uh, economists and research, we, for the most part, are a permanent underclass. And they're predicting by 2053, the entire group will be a permanent underclass. No one needs attention more so, I believe, than ADOS or America, or, or America Black. Again, I have no active ground against nobody, not Caribbean community, African community, Afro-Latinos, Spanish-speaking, nobody. But my focus and interest is on my group because I believe that we have been totally discarded all right, and totally placed on the black back back burner for all these other immigrants, disparaging no immigrants at all. And so when I look at my community, it's like we are the people who have been the most loyal to this country. We Adels, American born blacks, are giving the most to America, yet got nothing. A American born blacks, Adels, has fought in every war she ever had. Even the war for independence only to be put back in shackles. Ados, American born blacks, are the most law and devoted of all the groups, despite how our country has treated us, despite how she has despised us and hated us and made laws that made it legal for the white community to, to enact that hatred. We have been law to her beyond words. So my focus in my content is at my group. Again, I disparage no group. Against no group, have no actually grind against anybody. But my focus is on American born blacks or ADOs, which stands for American descendants of slaves, which I identify as. My topic today, community, is real simple. ADOs, slash American born blacks, democracy has failed our community. I'm gonna say it slow. ADOs, slash American born blacks, Democracy has failed our community. I looked at the jubilation of Juneteenth celebration throughout uh, Boston, throughout the country. And I sat there and I looked at our people who are deemed leaders and spokesperson for us, right? And it just dawned on me that democracy as a vehicle for change has failed. Even Dr. King came to realize that. They already know in all these chambers, be it the city level, state, or federal level, they bring any policy aimed at ADOs or American born blacks only, even if it's research-based and data-based with data, where where it is legitimate. They know they cannot get it enacted. The reason why democracy, one person, one vote. So in those chambers, be it city hall, state house, or Congress, or the Senate, if you can't get your colleagues to sign off on any ordinance that aimed at us only, it's never going to pass. That's why, be it Ms. Presley or the Congressional Black Caucus, they already know ain't nothing they can do for our group. Nothing. 
Dr. King came to realize that, realize that too. Before he was murdered, in, a, in, a, in an interview that he did, he said these words, and I quote, he said, it didn't cost America nothing for us to get the right to vote. It didn't cost America nothing for us to sit at lunch counters. He said, matter of fact, it stimulated the white economy because while we spending money at their establishment. It didn't cost nothing for us to, A, you know, get the right to ride on buses or hotels. But he said, here's the punchline that nobody picked up on. He said, it will cost the country billions of dollars, billions of dollars, billions of dollars to A, address the slums and ghettos, poor schools, no housing, no, no employment for the Negroes. He came to realize before he was murdered, right, that democracy as a tool was the wrong vehicle to hitch our hopes and dreams on. And as I sit there and watch everybody, you know, celebrating Juneteenth, it just dawned on me that the people that we have out front who are our esteemed leaders, be it, be it elected or civic or clergy, they can't pass not one policy that's going to benefit us. They can't pass not one ordinance that's going to benefit us. They can't even mention this is for ADOs or American-born blacks based on this research and this data. Even when it is legitimate, they know they can't pass none for us. So we celebrate Juneteenth and we got nothing. Nothing tangible. There were no uh, resources past hand. There was no wealth that passed hand. It's all symbolic. And you got, you know, President uh, Biden saying, you know, historical wrong, what happened to you guys? You know, we're here to fight white supremacy, racism, all those things, right? He know darn well, right? He's not going to do anything tangible that's going to help the group as a collective. It like King birthday is all symbolic. It's symbolic. So when you got symbolic gestures, your group never make progress because you don't have what? Specificity. And I contend, right, that it's time for my group, Adels slash American Born Blacks, right, to throw in our current hand of symbolism and demand a new deal. Policies aimed only at us only, not for black folks, because that's, that's, that's by race, but specificity. What group are you talking about? Those who have been deliberately hurt in this country by racist laws that was passed by the federal government and allowed every institution, be it state, city, local, churches, companies, you name it, allow all these, all these entities, right, to deliberately deny us access to participate and grow in the wealth when America was up and coming. So we find ourselves a wealthless group in a, in a society founded in capitalism. We find ourselves with no wealth and control no resources. So you tell me, how well has democracy worked for us? And so I'm going to put out there in the marketplace. You can come to your own conclusion. I have come to mind. That democracy has failed our community. And as a vehicle for change, it was the wrong wagon to hitch, to hitch our horse to. It's done nothing for the group. And to add insult to injury, since King was murdered and Malcolm last, what, 40, 50 years, many in the Eidos slash black American community has developed some terrible habits, some terrible personal habits. And in fact, the cohesion and glue and love and devotion we had during Dr. King and Malcolm's reign has evaporated. Has evaporated. So add to the fact that democracy has failed us, add to the fact that many in our community have developed some bad habits, we are at square zero. It might as well be, in my opinion, 1865. We're starting over from scratch. 
And so if we don't demand a do-over, a new deal for ADO slash black America, we're foolish. Democracy is going to do nothing for us. And like Dr. King said in his speech before he's murdered, it didn't cost the federal government nothing for us to get the right to vote. Nothing. This is what our all paper. It didn't cost the federal government nothing for us to be able to go through the lunch counters, the 1964 Act of Civil Rights. It didn't specify who it was for. And I come to realize why specificity is so important. If you don't specify who it's for and you don't fund it and enforce it, don't mean anything. So Juneteenth is just another symbolic gesture that the Democrats are going to use right, to double down why our community, Ado slash Black America, should vote, vote, for, vote for Biden hands down. Because look what I gave you. I gave you Juneteenth. I made it a national holiday. We can take it all with pay. But guess what? It does not address the, the racial wealth gap, the income gap, home ownership gap, education gap, health gap. It doesn't do anything to address those entities that have detrimented, decimated us. Does nothing. And why our leaders, you know, our front, you know, so, you know, just, just do believe. They just, they just get it. It's beyond me. I think about this here. If you were those poor souls down in Texas, when Lincoln signed the proclamation in 1865 that it was over, slavery was over, you slaving an extra two years under the worst condition man ever inflicted on other men. Extra two years. And when they finally get there, the Union, Union Army, and tell you that it's over, you get not one penny, not one acre of land. You get nothing for those extra two years of labor that you have given to whoever owned you. And another thing that I think our leaders fail to comprehend is this here. They always want to include everybody in our, in our plight, but those folks never include us. You never hear Native American ever say anything about, but what about the black Americans? Aren't they, aren't they entitled to anything? What about them? You never hear any other group mention anything about us when they're fighting to get benefits, right, grants or whatever for their group. Native American on the federal government budget, every year in the budget, allocated billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. You and I can't get a, cannot get a lick of that money. Because why? Specificity. It specified who it is for. Even on state and city level. There's special things identified for that community only that you and I can't even participate in. So don't even dare. If you think I'm lying, when Senator, when Senator Warren, Liz Warren, tried to identify as Native American they, they, they cleaned her clock. They said, no, 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 you're not one of us. Again, specificity. But when it comes to American-born blacks or Adolf, we want to include every group, every group, in our legitimate agreements against the federal government, all right? Instead of just, just, instead of just focusing on ourselves, we want to include everybody. All the Spanish people, Lesbian, gays, transgender, white women, Native American. We include everybody when we are fighting for, you know, you know, redress. But they don't include themselves when they are fighting for redress. Why is that? Why do our leaders or those out front feel they must include everyone, everybody, 
when they try to petition the government for redress for the sins that they commit against us. But other groups who just got here, they just got here, okay? When they go there, you know, to negotiate benefits for their group, they only speak about Spanish or Haitian Creoles or Caribbeans. Nowhere do, do they ever include American born blacks or Adels. But everybody's piggybacking off of our, what, struggle and also our history. But nobody got no skin in the game. But they benefit from it. So I want to put out to the, to, to the atmosphere, to my community. We need to recognize and come to terms with that voting was a failed strategy from the get-go. From the get-go. They put all your eggs in politics or democracy was a bad, bad move. And the reason being, all right, we have been despised and held in contempt from day one. Any other group can, can petition the government for anything and more likely get it. But anything that's aimed at us, anything that might remotely benefit Adels or American born blacks is always met with what? Pushback, contempt, and disdain. Anybody listen to me? Anybody listening? Why is that? Because the hate and contempt is permanently ingrained in the fabric of American psyche. They're unworthy, undeserving. But any other group, right? There's never any pushback every year in the federal government for the federal budget about Native American getting billions of dollars. The folks who they use genocide against to take the land, there's no opposition or pushback when it comes to their getting some money or programs aimed only at their group. But the folks who provide the labor that create the wealth that made America one of the wealthiest countries in the, in, the, in, the, in the country, okay, anything that might remotely benefit, right, or assist us, it's always made with what? Contempt, contempt and disdain and venom. Why is that? And the psyche of America, white America, has been permanently placed, right? Hatred for our group. Contempt for our group. So despite all the laws that have been passed, all, right, all the laws have been passed to neutrify or nullify this hate, it is persistent because why? It's part of the fabric of American psyche. So why are we trying to be something or be included in something that we was never destined to be included in? And if I was in Dr. King's party, I would have said, Rep, let's not go out there fighting folks for jobs. And the reason being now, you're asking people to include you into something they've always held you in contempt and disdain. How likely are they going to hire you? I'm just saying that. How likely are they going to, A, provide financing for you? Or quality housing for you? Or education for you? How likely is that going to occur? Given the history and the foundation that our relationship is built on, how likely is that going to occur? Not likely. Unlikely. Yeah. So he was asking people to do something, right, that they have been thoroughly ingrained not to do. Then and now. So when you go down there, as Dr. King was asking for jobs and stuff like that, you're asking people who've been, uh, you know, blessed to hold you in contempt. Folks that hate you. That was a bad move. And I see the same thing today. Going down and asking the white community who has all the power, control all the resources for a job for us. It's a bad move. It's a bad move. 
because that contempt and hate is still there. And now with all this influx of illegals around here, I definitely don't need you now. And since the 1965 uh, law on, on, on immigration was passed, in the six-day riots, there was, there was a conscious effort by businesses, right, to replace the Negro as entry-level and cheat labor. Well, that has come to pass. So instead of asking for a job, we should be demanding, right, our share of the billions of dollars that are spent with private contractors by the city, by the state, federal government. Whereby we can hire our own people, we can then build wealth, which means we can do things. But to always go down there acting for a job is the bad idea during the 60s, it's the bad idea during 2023. And so I've come to believe, right, that democracy from the get-go was a bad wagon to hitch our horse to. And so my observation for today's talk is just, hey, those American-born blacks, democracy has failed our community. It really has. It really has. Voting as a vehicle has failed us. It's failed to do anything tangible that has changed our plight or, or our condition. And having a few folks who look like me, or now these folks of color, these immigrants, right, does nothing but add color to the photo shoot. Because why? They can't bring nothing of substance to the floor that's going to benefit or uplift our community. Because of democracy. One person, one vote. And in fact, before he passed away, Congressman Connors out of Michigan, he would bring an ordinance to the floor of the United States Congress. We wanted them just to study the impact of slavery. Just study it. Reparation, just study it. Okay, just study it. And every year, it was shot down. Every year. Because democracy. Democracy. One person, one vote. And in that chamber... We got about 480 people in there, 490 people in there, something like that, I guess. So if you can't get a majority, right, to co-sign your bill or, or, or to sign on, it gets shot down. And matter of fact, it never comes up to the floor for a vote because of democracy. But think about that now. Congressman, Congressman, uh, uh, Connors just wanted them to study, you know, reparation. Just study it. Every year shot down. And so when I sat there and watched the jubilation of folks marching up from Dudley Station, marching up, you know, up Warren Street, you know, I just said it doesn't take much to please the elite here. Symbolism. Symbolism. Because no wealth changes hand, right? No resource changes hand. And it's just something to, I guess, get out there and hoop la la, but it does nothing for the group. As Dr. King said, right, he can realize we really, we need a redistribution of wealth. Redistribution of wealth has to occur. Otherwise, you remain a bottom a bottom cast and wealthless. That is fact. And so I watched, you know, the governor, you know, jubilant, the mayor jubilant, you know, members of the community jubilant, but not one dollar changed hand, not one resource changed hand. There was no redistribution of wealth that changed hand. So your group remains what? A bottom cast. And so how long must we, must we continue to accept symbolism 
as, you know, great achievements. And mark my word, neighbor, this you're going to see. This you're going to see. You're going to see President Biden and the whole Democratic uh, machine double down on getting blacks to vote for him. Because why? <clears throat> he gave you what Jubilee. Gave you Jubilee. Made a national holiday. So we owe him. No wealth changes hand, baby. No resource changes hand. And there's no redistribution of wealth to change the hand. Nothing. Nothing. And so you can vote all you want to. But you can't vote for yourself. You cannot vote for policies that are going to benefit you. And another thing that I want to put, put in the atmosphere. If every registered black voter in Boston, right? Adels, American more black, registered to vote and voted for whomever, whomever, whomever you choose, right? Be it a city hall or the state house, right? They couldn't do nothing for us. They still couldn't do nothing for us. We came out and voted 100%. They couldn't do nothing for us. Why? Democracy. Democracy. One person, one vote. So if you can't convince your colleagues down there, right, to sign up on your ordinance or your bill, it goes nowhere. And so even the rhetoric, rhetoric about, well, you know, blacks don't come out and vote. They don't vote in large numbers, you know. Wouldn't matter. Because even if you did, even if we did, but for whomever, whomever wanted to, whoever wanted to do it, even we did that, we did that. Down in the city hall or the state house, democracy was still Trump. What we wanted, cause we don't have the numbers. Never have, never will. And so I'll come this this, this this conclusion. You know, it's not gloom and doom. It's not being negative. It's not being pessimistic. It is what it is. That for us to hitch our wagon to democracy or politics starting in 1865 from patient was a, was a bad deal. For us, a bad deal. We should have said, you know, after 24, 24 years of, of, of enslavement, there's contempt between our group and yours. We want to be a nation within a nation of America. That's right. A lot of land Right, that we once worked on, we want that land to cultivate that land. Let's have a contractual agreement, treaties, whereby you buy that you will buy crops from us, you will arm us to take care of ourselves. For these so these so-called Confederate, when you come by, come back, we, we, we can we can take care of ourselves. And that this will be a three hundred year treaty between the former slave in America and. Your agreement is right that you're going to do business with us, contract with us, and we'll be in, in, in the budget, in the budget. And we should have forfeit so-called citizenship. We should have forfeit that. We should have forfeit that. Because it's done nothing for us being a citizen in this country. We've done far more for America than she will ever do for us. Because she never wanted us. Didn't know now, and you see, you still see that right on these videos of just the brutality that can be inflicted on our community, be it man or female. And yes, some of us have to have developed some have developed some bad habits. And I won't deny that, but there was never any respect, appreciation, or loyalty to us from the get go. Didn't know now. And so I think it's time for us just to come to realize that democracy and voting was a bad path to walk down. And it's time for what I call a Marshall Plan. You might recall some of you that the Marshall Plan was used to rebuild Europe. Adels, American-born blacks need a Marshall Plan. And not at black people, because that's race, but at American-born blacks or Adels only. And it should be crafted in a way whereby we, we determine what we need. 
be it in housing, first only, education. We need to we need to educate our own children, given the history of this of this uh, relationship. City contracts, state contracts, federal contracts. You just need to be, you know, a department that deals with that only for the contracts we get. Mental health. All the things that comprise quality of life, we need departments that specialize in our community only. And the other groups, if they feel they need it, let them vibe for their own self. We need to decouple ourselves from the other group and focus only on ourselves. Because democracy and voting has failed. Failed us. It was never a good wagon to hitch our horse to from the giddy up. So again, you listen to WBC 102.9. Listen to WBC 102.9. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of this program, From the Trenches, Baby. I'm the from the trenches. Speaking about what I see. I'm going to take a break right now. I'll be back in a few to continue this here conversation. So don't go nowhere. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. I'm back. Again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom, and you, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you listen to WBCA. CA 102.9 FM. Name of our little our chat is called From the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. We speak about things that I've been seeing over time that, that affects my community. <clears throat> Excuse me. And again, as I said from the outset, I'm not here to denigrate no community. I'm not against the Caribbean community, African community, Spanish speaking. Asian, nobody. I focused on my group because nobody has been discarded and put on the back burner like American-born blacks or ADOs. We have been totally, totally taken off the board. Our legitimate grievances that led to a lot of the benefits here, the laws that have had, civil rights, voting rights, affirmative action, has been totally weaponized against us. So we find ourselves now a permanent underclass, according to research by by uh, economists. And by 2053, that's 30 years from now, they're saying the group as a whole is going to be wealthless. So how can you thrive in a society based in capitalism with no wealth? You see it right now in all these cities in the city of Boston, see are nothing but what? Booming construction. Booming construction. We don't own that. Why? No wealth. No wealth. So, as I look at my group, these things come to my mind. 
We have given the most to America, yet got nothing. We've fought in every war she ever had, including the war for independence to be only re-enslaved. We've been the most law and devoted of all the groups of all these immigrants here. Nobody's been more law and devoted to America than us, despite how she treated us then and now. Got nothing. So contrary to our modern-day leaders and our politician lead leaders, I say it's time for us to write to understand that democracy has failed. Democracy has failed our community. Voting has failed our community. Failed. And the reason democracy is about what? Voting. One person, one vote. Which meant from the, from the very beginning, from the very beginning, after Reconstruction, if you couldn't get like-minded people, namely whites, right, to sign off on your ordinance or bill, it never, ever became law. And since that time, after Reconstruction, there's been a complete blowback on anything that might remotely benefit us. It's always been met with what? Contempt, disdain, and rejection. So I kind of believe, and you come, to, you come to your own conclusion, that from the beginning, we should have never walked down the path for democracy and voting. And so we can't go back and redo history, but we can demand a do-over, a new deal, a Marshall deal for Edo slash the American blacks only. We can demand a new deal. We can demand that this thing called universal policy that benefits everybody, right, is flawed. If it does not specify who it is for, the reason with the financing and enforcement behind it is useless. The Marshall Plan rebuilt Europe after World War II. We need the Marshall Plan for us only. And it shouldn't be for black folk because that's about race. It should be specified for this group here that has, that has legitimate grievance against the federal government and the white community for what was done and allowed to be done to them. There's a debt owed here. This debt has to be paid. And without that debt, debt being paid, the group is always going to be what? Lagging. And we should not be intimidated to say that, to demand that. Because it's real. But our current leaders, be they elected or so-called celebrities, because they're doing okay, they're comfortable, they don't have the courage or the foresight to see that democracy and voting has failed. So they keep pushing a paradigm that has no validity to it, no validity to it, no validity to it at all. The, speak, the, the results speak for themselves. So why are they pushing a paradigm that's unachievable, that was never achievable? They, they lack the courage and conviction to say it's time to go a different way. We need our own deal for our people only. Disparaging nobody. We're not against the, we're not against the Spanish people or the Caribbean community or the, or, or, or the Asians. We ain't against nobody. We just know that we got robbed and we continue to get robbed on this thing called universal policy, called universal policy. You know, for everybody, jobs for everybody, housing for everybody, education, education for everybody. It never works. It never does anything to uplift our collective. So we need policies that are only aimed at us only. But you got to have folks out front who got the mic, got the courage to say that. And currently, right, our leaders, they're all nice people now. I'm sure they're all nice people. 
I assure everybody in in, in you know Congressional Black Caucus the nice, wonderful people. They're com they're comfortable. But they know ain't ain't a darn thing they can do for us. No, no. Not a one. I'm sure the folks down in city in, in, in the city hall, the city council, they're nice people. They're nice people. But they know they ain't the darn thing they can do for us. Staying the same thing on the on, on the state, state level. Be they state senator, state rep, they already know. They can't bring nothing to the floor that's going to benefit us only. They already know that. So why are we still embracing, right, a mythology, right, that has no merit of doing anything for us? So again, you tell me. You tell me. Democracy. What has what has what has what has it produced for us? You tell me. But just put out the atmosphere. What has democracy produced tangible that made our quality of life better? It has not addressed the wealth gap, income gap, housing gap, education gap, health gap. It's done nothing for us. Because if you think about it, right, our community, eight of those American-born blacks, have been tied to the whipping poles of America since emancipation. Cruelty, 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 cruelty has been a steady dose of what we've gotten. Condoned and affirmed by the federal government. That's why I'm all for fighting for reparation. I'm all for fighting for that. But don't you don't you want to be comfortable? I know I do. Which means in a society found in capitalism, you gotta be highly skilled to be comfortable. America requires a certain level of wealth to be comfortable. So I'm all for fighting for a new deal, a do-over. I'm all for fighting for that. You know? But I want to be comfortable. And I want you to be comfortable. You need to keep in mind that Dr. King, Malcolm, died Poe, Friend Lou Hamer, all these icons that we, you know, pay homage to, all died Poe. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that. Not in the richest country in the world that we built. The wealth that we, our community, produce. The, that pushed America to be the greatest country in the world, we got nothing but contempt, disdain, put down. I'm not into living in poverty. And I don't recommend that you, that, you, that you do it either. That's why I say you have to understand this thing called capitalism. You must be highly skilled. You do need essential skills to extract top dollar in the labor market. Because there's two important ingredients in capitalism, as far as I'm concerned, from, from our point of view. One is capital, other is labor. The federal government made sure that we'd have no capital by passing laws that made sure our folks could not participate when America was up and coming. It was just a virgin territory, raw, untapped, undeveloped. They made sure that we would be locked out of that. Only thing that you and I have control over is our labor, our labor. So if we don't develop our labor and teach our kids to also develop their labor, or I mean just a job, a job you need in the short run because you got to bring money in to survive. But if you're not trying to pursue some high-income essential skill, you're foolish. And I don't mean going to college. Ain't about going to college. There are many technical and also vocational skills that will pay you one, two, or three, six figures. You can also start your own private practice. So why we push for a new deal or a do-over, which I'm all for, you still want to be, what, comfortable. And to do that, right, requires that you have acquired high-income skills that you can, you can extract top dollar out of this thing called capitalism, and be comfortable. 
Because voting is going to do nothing for us. It's going to do nothing for us. Even Dr. King can't even realize that. That's why if you think about Dr. King before he's murdered, from 1965 to 1968, this man woke up. This man woke up. What no, I have a dream crap. He understood that what affected the Negroes was wealth. Wealth. Had no wealth. You couldn't employ yourself, which means you couldn't feed yourself, which means you couldn't be a man. So again, he woke up. Wasn't bitter. He just, the DD, not, 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 even Tay, wore off. The fog wore off. And for many of our leaders who's out front now, our celebrities, it's like they just so, so comfortable. They can't do nothing for us. They can't do nothing for us. Because they too are benefiting from this structure. And they don't want to say anything that will cause their income to be taken or their endorsement to be snatched. So they must say things like, why can't we all get along? We all people. We just people. Why can't we learn to live together in love? You, you hear, right? Because they can't speak truth to our reality. Because if they did, then their comfort level would be in jeopardy. So they're no good to us. So we need what I call a bottom-up movement, a grassroots movement of folks who have nothing to lose. That's what Dr. King had, you know. Folks have nothing to lose. You're already, you're already on the bottom. You can nowhere to go but up. Because our current leaders, I'm sure they're all great people, they're all good people. I'm not disparaging none of them. They can't do nothing for us. They can't do nothing for us. And they have drunk in the juice called, you know, multiculturalism, diversity, inclusion, equity. Why can't we all get along? They've drunk in that juice and not realized that the hate and attempt for Ados, American born black, is baked into the psyche of American culture. It's always going to be here. That's why any group can come here. Think of this here. We are being invaded at south of the border. That's right, they're invaded. But yet and still, we're allocating billions of dollars for folks who are illegal. Billions of dollars. Housing them, feeding them, social services. Nowhere in the world I have been would the country allow, okay, 50 or 70 million adults, American women, blacks, to invade their country, put them up, feed them, okay, house them, provide social services, medical care, all right, and employment over their own people. Nowhere in the world I have been would any other country do that. And the reason being, because it benefit white folks. Nothing in America happens that does not benefit a segment of the white community. Nothing. Nothing. So although those folks at the border, and I understand, it's not just the Spanish. They've apprehended over what? 40, 140 some different, not, over 140 some different nationalities. So they come from all over the world. And they are being released into the country, right, on parole, the so called peers, some later date. <laughs> Another thing we got condoned by President Obama. Remember, he said, doctors and dreamers, by no fault of their own, no fault of their own. What do you see at that, that border? All these kids been covered by their parents. The parents know if I bring my kids, right, I'm going to be what? Letting the country. So now these are future dreamers, future doctors, as they were in the past, right? And so now it's the same old con game. It's a con then when Obama said it. It's a con now. Because white folks, talking to you now, 
these folks ain't stupid. They recognize if I bring my children, right, then I'm going to be let in. If I send my children, they're going to be let in. So the old con game of Dreamers and Dockers continue. Come on now. Nowhere in the world would a country allocate billion dollars for folks who are invading their country. That's what it is. But they won't allocate one nickel directed at Ados or American born black because of the contempt and hate that's thoroughly ingrained in the fabric of American society. Anything that might remotely, remotely benefit us is always met with what? Contempt and pushback. Anything. So the folks who provide the labor, right? The labor, you know, any task you do, what? Need labor. We've been ostracized, demonized, deemed unworthy. Well, anyway, that's been my dialogue for the day. Got a few minutes left here. It was, it was time to sign off. Once you just consider now, democracy and voting has failed our community. Democracy has failed our community. And Dr. King came to realize that before he was murdered. So next week, I'll come back with another, you know, observation from the trenches. Just putting it out there. These are my beliefs. You might have your own. But it's clear it's not working. Nothing we are doing, have done, is going to do anything to uplift our group. We need a new deal. We need a Marshall Plan for a black American, ADOS only. And we should not be intimidated to say that or afraid to say that. Because for the last 157 years, everything we've been tried for was democracy, politics, dismal. It's done nothing to uplift our position or our status. So I say it's time to realize that. It's time to, you know, change horses. And to ask the share in the wealth, to demand a share in the wealth with city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts, the trades, high income positions. It's time to get on what I call a wealth horse, wealth, and get off of civil rights altogether. Let these other groups fight for civil rights. Let them fight for that. If they want to fight for civil rights, let them fight for that. But I think it's time for us to abandon the civil rights horse altogether. We should never go down that we should never go down that road to begin with. It's all about wealth now. It's all about can you take care of yourself? Can you feed yourself or your family? Can you have life on your terms? And if you can't, then it's time to realize it's time for a new horse to be rode. Because this this this, this horse called voting, civil rights and democracy is taking us nowhere. So until next time, signing off. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Listen to WBC 102.9 FM. I'll see you next time. So be safe and take care. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119. Attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.